0: Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning to you all. This is Teresa E. Keeves and I am your host for putting it all on the table through mediation and I thank you for tuning into my show today. Okay, today my topic is going to be common family matters. Can they be mediated? And my returning guest is my wonderful brother and that is my unbiased opinion, Reginald Cedric Campbell. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to say very smart and knowledgeable too. We're going to be discussing the varying topics within this, this topic about resolving the most common family issues that can turn ugly and possibly end up in court and end up in the litigation process. However, as my topic today states, can these common issues be mediated? We are going to find out as I will be bringing my guest on shortly. Well, I would like to say I hope you are all embarking on a great day. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day, very windy here. still cool for us who live here. And as we are now in the month of March. Yeah, oh, my God, did that go by fast? It seems like we were just shopping for Christmas a month ago. And so this also is a realization of how fast 2015 is going for all of us business people. You know, we're coming upon ending our first quarter and it's passing by very quickly. Don't you think? And the next thing you know, it will be Easter. OK, we'll be doing Easter, coloring Easter eggs with the kids and and things like that. That'll be great. That's why I say you shouldn't mess around with your life's plans. Get it done. Just get it done. All right. Okay. I've already said a little bit about the weather. Our higher today is going to be 72 right now. And, uh, it's about 50 degrees right now, I should say, which to us, like I said, is, is cool. All right. That's my weather report for today. All right. I want to mention to, to my listeners that starting today that I will be airing every other Thursday. All right. For the next few couple of months. All right. Or it'll be every two weeks. Still will be for an hour as usual. And let's not forget that the time zone change that's happening throughout our country this weekend, also called spring forward, summertime, daylight savings, make your choice. This starts March 8th, so this weekend. So, for example, for the listeners here in Mountain Standard Time, I will be airing one hour earlier because right now I air at eight o'clock. And like it's Central Standard Time, it's like seven o'clock, I believe. So I'm asking all of my listeners to check their time zones so you can be sure to tune into my interesting show. Put it all on the table through mediation. All right. But you know what the the interesting thing about this daylight saving time is that in Arizona we don't we don't observe that here in the Phoenix area. A lot of people don't know that know that and I think it's a good thing because I also think that the time should be left alone. Spring up fall back whatever. I remember as I was growing up in Chicago and you could wake up it's dark outside and then it gets really and it is, it's really dark as you're at about five o'clock, you know, in the evening. And as an adult with responsibilities, you're waking up to get ready for work. And then as you are leaving for work, walking down the street, going to the train station, your car, or whatever, it's dark outside. And of course, you get used to it. However, I certainly don't miss that now living here in the Valley of the Sun. I do love the fact that... um We see the sun all the time. I just, I just love it. So that's one of the things that I love about living here. I guess that's why they call it the Valley of the Sun. Okay. I also want to, um, get started here and I'm going to bring up this article that I, that I was reading. As you guys know that I love to read and I am a researcher and I like to share interesting articles with you. Well, this article was written by Forrest Woody Molston. I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing his last name correct. He is a well-known mediator, trainer of mediators, and author of many great articles and books, all pertaining to the profession of mediation. Well, he recently published an article titled Future of Mediation, and he has a list of 20 predictions for mediation in 2030. And this was written this month, March 2015. Now, well, he starts the article by quoting Casey Stingle and it says, never make predictions, especially about the future. Okay. Keep that in mind. Well, the whole reason for this quote is that Woody has numbered some predictions about mediation and they are, um, more than in the general tense, and I would like to share some of them with you. Okay, for example, he says that ear implants will be available to instantly translate foreign language into one's native language. That would be awesome. Life expectancies up to 150 years will not be uncommon. That is really awesome. Poverty, which affects 25% of the world's population today, will be reduced to 2%. That's that's more than awesome. A significant portion of the world's food will be grown on farms located on the roofs of skyscrapers. Now, you know, this is something that I have heard this, and I I bet you a lot of uh, you out there have heard from reading various books and articles that, you know, a lot of the farms are going to be on the top of buildings and things, you know. So it's it's interesting that he's bringing that up. He goes on to say, tours of destination and outer space will be popular vacation venues, which we know that there there's been a lot of talk about that in the news lately. And he says that China will have 250 cities, each with populations over one million people. Wow! And here's the really uh, this is, this is one bullet point that's out there, but I'm going to mention it and get right off of it. Okay. Sex robots will be readily available and widely used by both sexes. And that's it. Boom. I'm done. I'm out. Okay. Interesting, you might say, but what does this have to do with mediation? Well, not much as this was just the premise to his professional mediation article, predictions of the year 2030, which is 15 years from now. All right. So I picked out a few that I thought were interesting and please go online and read and or download the article in its entirety and, you know, entirety so that you can read it and make your own decisions. All right. So his first prediction about mediation is that when people have conflict or legal angina, the first call will to be to a mediator or a collaborative lawyer. That's good news for us mediators non-mediator, uh, non-mediating, uh, 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 I'm sorry, non-lawyer mediating professionals, as well as uh, lawyers out there. The other prediction, he says, that it will no longer be considered strange to think of mediators as serving some of the needs that village elders served in days long ago. All right. The use of mediators and consensual conflict resolution will be available to every aspect of a citizen's life. He also says there's going to be mediation licensure. So I'm sure that you know that that means that the mediators are, are now going to have to up their, their ante in their education um, and um, the licensing, uh, those kinds of things. He also says training and supervised experience. In order to be granted a license, all mediators will be required to complete a minimum of 200 hours of classroom training by certified teachers and a minimum of 100 hours of supervised mediation services. I love that. All right. There's also predicted a required court mediation. Okay, that's something that I do, and a lot of you all out there already do that. Okay. Mediation-friendly courthouses. This means that the courthouses are going to be um, um, built to accommodate. You know, the necessary rooms that us mediators need and the ones that are already standing are going to be done to have those accommodations. Judicial support for mediation. Technology and mediation, which we have discussed that uh, with my husband, Brian Key, um, um about a month ago um, about the technology uh, in mediation. Here's a very interesting one. Neuroscience and mediation. Just a little tick from that. It says Neuroscience research shall be required training curriculum for licensed mediators, and such research will change best practices in unforeseen ways. I love that. All right. Here's prediction. Number 15, training will include conflict resolution. Now, you know that's a really big need. Just think of how much conflict are on the jobs now. It says employees and government, private businesses, and nonprofit institutions will be required to complete relevant conflict resolution training as part of their initial and ongoing job training. I'm all for that. There's going to be a National Institute for Conflict Wellness. He says that there will be, um, is going to be modeled after the current National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. What do you guys think about that? there's going to be a Department of Domestic Conflict Resolution. He says that Congress will have passed a version of the Kucinich Bill by, you know, Representative uh, Kucinich and National Peace Academy, establishing a U.S. Department of Domestic Conflict Resolution and prevention to monitor use of consensual and healing processes for all claims and disputes involving the federal government. There's going to be a National Peace Museum. The museum will have interaction exhibits to teach museum goers about how to utilize conflict resolution and prevention in their own lives, in their education and workplaces, and in their communities. I'm loving this. All right. Here's the last one. Government will promote mediation on every level. Oh, my God. Okay. Of course, predictions, as we know, that have there have always been a huge number of predictions. All right. And according to what Casey Stingle says, you don't, you know, you know, you don't do predictions, particularly in the future. But however, on the other hand, we know that a great number of predictions have come to pass. They have come to fruition and, you know, and they've been and they've and they've been great. So for me, these predictions are great. And I'm going to say I'm excited about the future forecast of mediation, as I have always felt that mediation will be the dominant of the future of resolving conflicts, disputes, disagreements. And as I said before, listeners. Lawyers and litigation will always be in style, and it is not going anywhere, as there will always be a need for the litigation process. All right, we're going to take a break right here, but when we come back, we are going to join my guest, Mr. Reginald Cedric Campbell. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting, or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. Give me a call at 480 283 7270. Or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 0 283
0: Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Thank you very much for returning. Um, this is Teresa E. Keeves. Uh, the title of our topic today is Common Family Matters. Can they be mediated? And I am going to bring on my guest, Mr. Rachel Cedric Campbell. And I just want to point out, um, a few of his long list of accomplishments. He is a certified mental health professional. He is certified in child welfare and caseworker. He has he has years of experience in dealing with the beginning, middle and ending stages of HIV and AIDS. He is a member of the American Counseling Association and the Psychological Association. And in May of this year, he will have completed his master's in clinical mental health counseling. And last but not least, another announcement is that he will be moving here to our Valley of the Sun in about six weeks as he has acquired a fabulous position here as a therapist. Can we all say congratulations? Yay! And welcome, Reginald, to my show. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm
2: excited about um, the upcoming transition from Chicago to Arizona. And um, I'm just really excited and and humble and feel really blessed to be, um, embarking on this new journey of, of my life. And, um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to
1: it. Fantastic. Yeah, because you have talked, uh, we'll rather mention that a couple of times on your previous, um, uh, appearances on my show here. And, um, that, that you, uh, wanted to migrate here. But see, there you go. That's what I'm saying. You know, if you want to do something in your life, go make it happen. Okay, now, let's get right into it, Reginald, cause you know how fast time yeah. goes. Alright. Mm-hmm. As you, as you know, today's topic is fa- common family matters. Can they be mediated? Yeah. And although I truly respect Woody's article about the future of the role that mediation will be taking, he's looking at it from a futuristic, and to me, 15 years is a, you know, it's a bit out there. And, right. Um, I say that the future is now and the need is now. So, Reginald, I want to jump right in and say family matters, common family matters are off the chain. Do you know what I mean about that, Reginald?
3: Well, yeah,
2: because um, just some of the families that I uh, currently work with and have worked with in, in the past, um, that, you know, you'll see something that can be, you um, um, Negotiate and, and, and as families, families negotiate, you know, families mediate as, as we talked about before. If anyone said, oh, families don't negotiate and mediate, they certainly do from getting your child to, uh, um, take a bath or take a shower or clean his room. You know, that's a part of mediating and, and negotiation. So this happens in, in a family all the time and, uh, families who aren't good at mediating and negotiating, or parents who are not good at mediating and negotiating, usually end up with trouble dealing with their kids and having mm-hmm. their kid follow through on doing homework, making up his bed, getting up in time for school, or hanging out with the wrong type of friend. So, mm-hmm. mediation is so important, not only with the work that you do, but just in our everyday life.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when
2: you have that lack of mediation, that lack of communication, there goes the problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Because the, the thing the thing with me is that in both the negotiation and mediation process is a very good thing that you brought up about families. There is negotiation and there is mediation. Um, in, c- contained within the mediation process, and that's what I just absolutely love. I'm very, very passionate about mediation as I'm very passionate about individuals learning what role or roles they took in the reason that there is a dispute, disagreement, a conflict going on. And so, therefore, within that process, it is a learning concept that is built in to the mediation process. OK, a lot okay. of them, a lot of people say, well, yeah. you know, God, that was a mouthful, Teresa. But, you know, it's it's the truth for all of us who are really in. into our open and, and who are open minded and look down the road and look at a broad spectrum of the profession that we are entailed in that I could clearly see it. And I'm sure a lot of my peers out there can see it, you know, as well, you know. Yeah. All right. Um right. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something?
2: No, no, I was just
1: agreeing wholeheartedly with what you said. Okay, all right, so let's move it on. Now, being involved with the courts here in Arizona, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing more and more of these common family matters that I'm referring to. And the fact is that the Justice of the Peace, who is the head of the courts, are sending family common matters directly to the mediator to hopefully see if their issue or issues can be resolved within the mediation process versus litigation. Now here, here's one of the common ones. There's many, but here's one we're going to talk about right now. The aunt helps the nephew out with a car loan by co-signing and the nephew makes a few payments initially and then stops with no explanation. Of course, the aunt gets enough of his non-responsible actions, and she decides to take action. Do you think Mm -hmm. this would be a good dispute, um, you know, for mediation? It could be resolved in mediation, Reginald?
2: I think it would because um, it's a legal issue, for one, the aunt Mm -hmm. co-signed this loan uh, for her her nephew, Mm -hmm. and so now she's responsible for... excuse me, taking all this loan because he stopped paying. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's going to be like a domino effect now. Now there's going to be hard feelings. Now there's going to be no communication. Now there's going to be um, maybe not the best type of communication. So having these two parties in a situation like mediation Mm-hmm. Most people will have their side. So I can explain why she's bringing it to mediation. The nephew can explain why he thinks this shouldn't be brought to mediation. Both people can tell their side of the story. And the mediator, he or she, can make the decision. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people, when they make an agreement with family like this, they think, oh, well, this family I can... You know, I can, I can stop. It's not really anything really legal because of his family. Now, yeah. he shouldn't have uh, done this, but I'm sure if he was the only signer on this loan for the car, I'm hoping that he would take the responsibility and continue to pay this loan. But because mm-hmm. the aunt was kind enough to co sign for him, sometimes people think for well, they deal with family members that you know, I can just kind of half-step, bring, bring, bring mm-hmm. it that back from the 74th school. They kind of
3: mm-hmm. half-step
2: and not follow through with all of their obligations. And mm-hmm. she would have every right, in my opinion, to bring this to mediation. And mm-hmm. now leading over to the family side and the function and or dysfunction that this could call the family. So if this family Uh is a regular, whatever a regular family is, a functioning family, everyone pretty much gets along, everyone is nice, obviously they had a pretty good relationship with the aunt would take on this responsibility of co-signing for it. So now something like this can put the disc in the function of that family. So now you have some dysfunction because Mm -hmm. there's a disagreement, Probably lack of communication. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's lack of communication because she just stopped paying and she had to, you know, make a few payments, I guess, and now she's putting, yeah. you know, bringing this to mediation.
1: So, mm-hmm. so therein
2: lies now the that this, that's going to go in the function of that family.
1: Exactly, so exactly. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's what... um you know, um, that that's there's a lot of premise to my um, my area when I'm um, mediating and things like that. And that's why I say that is educational as well, because yeah. I don't just you know, I'm a different type of medium and I admit that. All right. And there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that, because my you know, my passion. What in lies within our number of things and one of them is to educate people and during the process, and if you know, and um so that they can take you know the tools that were presented on the table and use them in their everyday life, as uh woody had had said before, and I even said before, but as you said, see the thing the one of the issues original with you know the the example that that we're talking about here with the aunt and nephew is that it's mm-hmm. oral agreements, you know, and um a lot of people. Um they, they'll, they'll say to me in court, well, you know, don't oral agreements carry? Is there any weight to oral agreements? Yeah, you, you, you bet your, you bet your sweet Bippy there's a uh, weight to oral agreements. However, there would be better, uh, weight if you would write this down on paper. It don't even have to be a formal contract, you know? Uh, um, you know, with a bunch of legalese and things in it. Even if you all sit down at the table, and you write these things and date it and sign it. And if you want to have it notarized, go ahead. Um, and so then this way, should someone falter on something or something happened, you'll always have more concrete evidence and things like that. Um, and then mm-hmm. when you come to mediation, the, um, um, you know, the, the aunt that she's talking about, you know, her case with the nephew uh, hopes he would want to step up to the plate and do the right thing as, you know, as being a responsible human being. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now you, Reginald, with so many years of experience with working with children in your profession, what aspects do you see or think can be mediated versus litigated?
2: I think there are so many things that can be mediated versus uh, litigated. Things as simple as, okay, who's going to, okay, if there's a divorced family or a separated family, um, you know, the kids are living with the mom the majority of the time, or living with the dad the majority of the time, um, who's going to pick up the health insurance for the kid? Or will both parents pick up the health insurance for the kid? Um, who's going to pay for Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts? Who's going to... Take them up for Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Uh, what days and what weeks, who's going to, get as far as visits, okay, are they going to, the kids going to visit every other week? Who's going to spend mm-hmm. the summer with the kids? Uh, will the grandparents have um, some business with the kids? So these things, are sitting down and and mediating these things, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of have a cold here. Um, it's it can really work out a lot of issues with, with families because it doesn't sound like much about, oh, who's going to pick up the kids for boy scouts or girls' scouts? But families get in such a heat such a disarray over something that could be so minuscule, and then it mm-hmm. goes into something really huge. So mm-hmm. just by having these things um, negotiated, just having these things on paper and, and an agreement of who's going to do what, can cause a lot of, um, what not having to should I say can cause a lot of issues. Having that can make it so much better. I, I, I had one case uh, where the, the mom was angry because the dad uh, was supposed to uh, buy a pair of shoes. And they went, she actually went to juvenile court um, and to Bring all of this up because you were supposed to buy a pair of shoes, but no, you were supposed to buy them this week. You know, if you had it on paper, if you had um, someone who could mediate this, of who's going to buy the gym clothes and who's going to buy the dress clothes. You know, all of that can be negotiated. It could be so much smoother instead of going into court, mm-hmm. and making this whole big rigmarole about mm-hmm. a pair of shoes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Absolutely. It's money, money that was spent for an attorney to go in to talk about a pair of shoes. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. A pair of shoes That's that they probably mean. would have spent, let's say $60 for. And now mm-hmm. it's grown into, you know, a couple of thousand dollars with court costs, attorney fees, right. and, and all of this, you know, when you could have, Even though you would go to a mediator, you're going to pay the mediator, but, you know, still, it's more expeditious, it's it's less costly, and more, you know, uh, time effective as well. So we're going to break right here, brother. Okay, go ahead.
2: And I was going to say, and be be less confrontational as well by mediate.
1: Exactly, exactly. So you don't have all of the... You know adversarial um, um, attitudes and, and 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 things like that that happens in the court. Okay, Absolutely. thank you for that, Original. We're going to take a break right now and stay tuned. We will be returning. Thank you. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. Or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a zero two eight 283
0: You're listening to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Thank you for returning with me, Teresa E. Keyes, and my guest, uh, Reginald Cedric Campbell here on TalkZone.com. Put it all on the table through mediation. Before we took a break, um, Reginald and I were talking about um, the experience with working with children and some of the things that um, he felt that could be um, uh, mediated uh, versus uh, litigated. And, um, you know, he was given the example of 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 gym shoes, something as simple as that, like uh, you know, we're supposed to buy the gym shoes, I'm not gonna buy it the The whole premise about this the whole thing about this rational about about this regional I should say, is that mm-hmm. the child always get caught up in the mix because Absolutely. i'm a lot of couples are are coming to me now who are already divorced, let's say mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and now they're fighting over child custody. Um, because one of the parents are no longer abiding by what they say they would do in writing, and also I'm getting this one as well. The divorced couples made an oral oral agreement about the children. So I'm I'm like, okay, why was there an oral agreement versus having it, you know, a, a oral agreement between you and the wife, um, and instead of having it. More in a concrete agreement form of a, you know, um, in, on paper versus an oral agreement, mm-hmm. because you know, if they falter on a written, um, document agreement, what do you think they're going to do about an oral agreement? You know, and, right. and I see a, I see a lot of this happening, Reginald, with couples mm-hmm. who were, who they, they were married. Now they divorced, divorced, mm-hmm. and now they've, they've gotten remarried. And their attention mm-hmm. has now faltered from the children that they that um, they had before uh, with their previous wife or husband, and now they're concentrating concentrating on that. So, you know, I'd, I'd like right. to hear your your thoughts about you know what I just said.
2: Yeah. Well, usually <clears throat> those things um, should go through family court. Um, now, family court. Just let me mm-hmm. give you a definition of a family court. A family court is a court that hears cases involving children, uh, especially pertaining to parental rights and another uh, obligations and certain other certain other uh, merits or family uh, rights and, and and relations. So, in family court, um, I would go in if, say, for instance. Um, uh, the parents no longer have custody of the children. They lost
3: uh-huh. custody. Mm-hmm.
2: So this case goes into family court. Now the state is this kid's guardian. I, as the caseworker, is basically this kid's parent. I can sign off on things that the parents can no longer sign off on. I can get grades from high school or college where the parent can no longer get those, get those grades. So, Mm -hmm. but family court goes in and can decide certain things about if parental rights will be terminated, if parental rights can be gained back, and certain uh, things that the parent will have to do in order to uh, receive uh, uh, parental rights, maybe uh, substance abuse counseling, uh, 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 parent parenting classes, you know, just certain Mm -hmm. things, whatever the judge. Um, he or she sees fit, and the caseworker as well uh, sees that sees fit for the parents to gain uh, parental right. Um, again, who's going to visit? Um, when they're going to visit? Um, will the visits be by themselves, or will the visits have to have to involve the caseworker? Okay, they can see the uh, the kid every other week, but the caseworker has to be present. And can, mm-hmm. they, and when and how can they gain the ability to have visits without the casework? So all mm-hmm. of these things are, um, are negotiated through family court. Mm-hmm. Um, which now is the document, it's on paper, and everyone knows what they have to do. And then mm-hmm. the, the judge will give each party, caseworker, parents, Grandparent, whoever uh, is involved with with the child,
3: mm-hmm. uh, who's
2: going to come of the time to come back and see what progress has been made, and then mm-hmm. what next steps are to be taken.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So sometimes now it could be a very tedious thing, especially if uh-huh. there's a lot of dysfunction in in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these things can take years, or they can take a few months. It all depends.
1: Mm-hmm. On. It all depends on the individuals. And, you know, and I want to chime in and say that um, um, us professional mediators, a lot of us um, out there, a lot of my listeners as well, uh, we're very much involved in in the handling of um, a lot of the child um, custody issues, family related issues, such as what you just got through talking about. Um, Um. Uh, a lot of the, 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 courts will, will say, okay, send this over and let this, let this be mediated. Uh, case in point, um, it, I think this is a good segue. I, I want to, um, uh, discuss with you, uh, Reginald and my listeners out there, this case that I was mediating in justice court yesterday. And okay. it was, um, it was not a husband and wife. Okay. But it was a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two people, um, and they, uh, what they had in common was two children. One was, uh, four years old and the other was six months. Okay. And, and what had happened is that the guy, they had, they had gone to court and, um, he, um, was, was told by the, by the judge that he needs to pay, um, child support. All right. He's, he's $5,000 in arrears in child support. All right. So the, the, the ex, uh, girlfriend calls him the, the father of her children who is now married. You see what I'm saying? He, he remarried and he stopped paying child support. Okay. So he's got this healthy and, and it's, and it's clocking. The last time they went to court, it was $5,000 in the family, uh, court system. Okay. Uh-huh. My thing is this. Okay. That the, that the, the, the ex girlfriend called him as she had recently purchased a town home and she wanted him to do some work in it i.e. paint uh, redo the 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 flooring put towel in as she said that he was very good at doing this cuz i asked her said with all of the contractor why didn't you call a contractor why would you call him and he's not a contractor but get this mm-hmm. all right he's bringing her to court he's suing her for twenty five hundred dollars, because he says that she owes him for paying him for the work done in her townhome. Is that crazy or what?
3: <laughs>
2: so, so he, he's she's trying to barter her something here, right? So, you know, some of the money that I owe for child support. If I do a little painting, you know, some handyman stuff around the, the house. Uh, no, that's not that's not how you know how
1: it does. That's not how it works. And and then and then, uh, well, first and foremost, I thought that the case should be in family court, and it and it should be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah it should be in family court. It should now, but you know, people they this very litigious society. Anybody can sue anybody. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. But um, <laughs> uh, but if he is out of compliance with his um. Um, But with his child support, he's in arrears, then that's definitely a family court issue and not a justice court issue. And um, if if this is something that she's going to do, allow him to do is to do work and, you know, barter work and then that diminishes his responsibility for his arrears. And she needs to take that up with family court. I just thought that I would I would share that with you. So um of course they you know then she in during her testimony Reginald she said that no i said that i would consider it well whether you said you would consider it or not you know mm-hmm. why number one why would you do something like that i you know i i right. you know you don't get uh, what what some people do you know we're only you know for me i'm here to to help them get out of out of the, you know, the things that they get themselves into. But I thought that I would just, since we're talking about that, I thought that I would just, just throw that, throw that in. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about one. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Can I just, this quickly? Because usually in a situation like that, um, she could contact the court system. She could contact her, her attorney, um, um, and let them know that, listen, he hasn't paid child support in, four months, six months, you know, mm-hmm. and they will call the case up. And mm-hmm. um, normally when it's negotiated, um, it's coming directly from the person, be it the, the husband or the wife, their salary. So uh, it's automatically deducted from their salary. So, and it goes straight to that person, you know, the other parent be it the husband and, and the wife and husband and wife. There are husbands or men who have sole custody of, of children as well. And uh-huh. um, and if she had done that, if that was done in the court, she mm-hmm. wouldn't have this problem now of him being $5,000 uh, in, in the rear. Now, even yeah. with those agreements, people still get behind. Uh, but usually the judge is uh, not very lenient to the parent who's mm-hmm. uh, not following through on those child support things.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, you know, I I was saying to her, you know, but, um, um, and, and, and his thing is when I was talking with him, he goes, well, you know, um, I have other children out there. Not my problem. (laughs) Not my problem. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they, you know, she will, um, um, you know, of course it was very emotional and, Mm -hmm. um, it was very emotional, um, particularly for her. And, um, yeah. because now she has these two children and, uh, she's not married and so forth and so on. But, um, you know, to me, you know, I'm a good reader of people. To me, she looks like an individual, um, who just one that as many of us have done made a mistake and, and, you mm-hmm. know, and we have, we do have the uh, capability to rectify our, our issues. Okay. Guess what, brother? We're going to take another break and we'll be right back. I have one more question to ask you about family members who are deceased. Stay tuned. (music) Do you know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional Mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert.
0: Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for returning with me and my guests as we are talking about common family matters. Can they be mediated? And um, we're, we're returning with my brother, the wonderful Reginald Cedric Campbell as we are discussing uh, this issue. Now Reginald, now, not that this feud has has not been around before. However, the feud between family members pertaining to a deceased family member and arguing over things like where they will be buried and how the services should go to material items and real estate that the deceased individual left behind. Now, the thing is, is happening more. There's more of this coming into the litigation process. There has been an uptick. Of these cases is what I'm saying to this, and I say a well trained, experienced mediator could guide them to this resolution. All right, what is your take on this?
2: I I totally agree on that, and because having a mediator who and he and she can sit down and put on paper the person's wish of who is going to get what. Where they're going to be, uh, be buried, um, um, you know, what the services would be like. Would they prefer to be uh, cremated and buried? I mean, there's there's been so many uh, disagreements in families um, if, if a parent, if a person should be cremated or or buried. Uh, Ernie Banks, um, you know, Mr. Club, uh, who passed away uh, possibly about a month ago. Uh, there's mm-hmm. something similar like that going on in his family. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe that um, that Ernie said he wanted to be cremated and have his ashes spread across Wrigley Field. Um, his mm-hmm. wife uh, is—I think his wife is fighting that, or his children. I'm not absolutely sure about the whole story, mm-hmm. so I don't want to say you know say, uh, say the wrong thing. But one of them is uh-huh. fighting that uh, was not wanting him cremated. Uh, the other person wants them wasn't buried. So that's a perfect example of you know just just what you were saying of having a mediator. Who can come in and have on on paper negotiate these things with the family, or just have that person's wishes, if the family is present or not, just have his or her wishes on paper with that with that mediator. And when the time comes, you know, this is this person's final wishes. You know, mm-hmm. and this is how mm-hmm. he or she wants to be. This is how they want their funeral. This is. Um, who's going to get the house, you know, all of those things that, as you and I know, can tear a family apart.
1: Yes, Uh, it can. Yes, it can.
2: They're angry and, you know, all of this, and now this family, you have this whole uproar over materialistic things. And the person Mm -hmm. who was deceased, he or she wouldn't want that. That's why um, it's so important to have those things, those final wishes on paper, Utilize the
1: uh, utilize the mediator exactly, and you know this is why I say um, you know a well trained and um, you know uh, experienced uh, the mediator because you you know you you know an individual um, would have to be able to contain these people as well as as right. um, mediate and guide that session to come to an amicable resolution and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know because. A, a lot of times, you know, as you were talking, mentioning about the great, uh, late Ernie Banks and, uh, what his wishes were. And, um, so, so, who are they to say to contest it? This is his wishes. Um, who are they, uh, people to argue over things that someone else went out and, and worked hard for, acquired, you know, chose and, and, and or bought and paid for. And you're going to argue over that. I always thought that was. Uh, I, I never yeah. see, saw the sense in that, brother. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you mm-hmm. arguing over something that right. that 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 someone else has gone out, you know, to get? I I do believe too. I don't know all mm-hmm. of the uh, pertinent information related uh, to this too, but I understand that it took them uh, a long time for them to bury mm-hmm. James Brown as he stayed in right. the uh, in in the morgue there for months. I understand. As right. um, his right. his family was uh, contesting um, um, his will, I I, I just I, you know I just think that that is so crazy. But my point is mm-hmm. is that if something like this gets to litigation, it can even be longer, and that's why um, uh, James Brown was was sitting in the morgue for you know so long. Because, you know, it was going to mediation, then you got to stop and wait and get a court date and stop and wait and get a court date. Not that you wouldn't have mm-hmm. to make an appointment and time with the mediator. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. that these matters um, like this don't have to clog up the court system. There's other bigger issues, you know, like murderers mm-hmm. and other things like that, that uh, the courts needs to be uh, putting their uh, time and attention to versus you know, matters, you know, like this, you know, um not saying that this is, you know, something like this is a frivolous lawsuit, but you know, mm-hmm. why clog the, the court up with matters that, that, uh, if you had the, the tools that you would, you know, and someone to, such as myself, to guide you through the, the process, um it could definitely right. be in mediation. What do you think? Right.
2: I, I totally agree. And, and as, as you were saying that, I was thinking of, Of my friend Noel, uh, who lost her dad uh, this past weekend, and Mm -hmm. um, had he um, sat with Noel and just put his final wishes, that was a mediator and put down his final wish, you know, Mm would make things just so much smoother for her. And she's never had to deal with this situation, and I, you know, help her as much uh, as much as I can, as much as she, you know, wants. Uh, but but it would be so much easier for her if all of those wishes were his final wishes were on paper. That was a mediator, uh, you, uh, the dad, the well, okay, these these are my final wishes. This is this is what I want to do. This is how I want these done. It would have made it so much
3: easier for her.
1: Yeah. And even in even in the situations where um you know, people are, are, are saying, oh, no, we're not going to spread his ashes over over Wrigley Field. Um, you know, a mediator could also be very, very integral um, in that process as well as guiding and settling that dispute. You know what I mean? So that, the, you know, the family can go on with their life and do what it is um, that they need to do, you know?
2: That's right. So, the family is grieving already, you know, it's this. It. Is a grief process. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nothing like losing a close family member. You know, you and I have gone through that with the, with the loss of our parents. It's, 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 there's those emotions and there's, you know, that hurt and all of those rushing feelings and emotions. And having that in place would make it so much easier for the people who are left behind and the people who are grieving uh, the loss of their loved ones of having those final wishes. On paper, is, with the mediator, is, and this is how it's going to be
1: done, and have the mediator on call as well, you know, to 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 intervene when when needed, such as times like this. Well, Rachel, speaking of time, we are out. We are out of time, and it, are you and of course. We are out I have like a minute. We have a minute. So (laughs) I'm telling you so fast it's not fair. I'm I'm gonna need a two hour show. How's that? You know? Um but but uh, I wanna thank you so much for for, for always being so, um, uh, gracious and, and, um, uh, for coming on my show, always being Johnny on the spot and, and very, um, eloquent and, and, uh, with, with great, uh, response and the questions that I ask of you and very, very much participating. In. And I know that my listeners out there, uh, appreciate that as well. And I hope that you have a fabulous day. And because you are my brother, you know, I will be talking to you later and, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to say to my listeners out there that um, uh, I thank you so much for tuning into my show. Be sure to tune in on March 19th. Please check your time zone for the time my show will be airing in your area as I will have another interesting educational show for you to listen to. And in closing, be kind to yourself and others. Have a great day.